in the body. Lord, I want to receive what you have for me. But I also want to give what you would ask of me to give. And so I yield myself to receive. But just as well, Lord, I yield myself to give. Would you pray again with me right now? Accordingly. I yield myself. According to your will and your word, Father, an exchange. The principle that you have established, God, we enter into by the leading of the Holy Ghost and the authority of your word. And in the name of Jesus Christ, an exchange, Lord, you know what we have need of. And you know what you've given that we can release by the power of your spirit and the operation of your spirit in, with, and through your body. I pray even so, Lord Jesus, do that which you have designed and ordained in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. That bear witness with your spirit. Amen. All right. Well, praise God. Here we are. I'm going to turn this over. It's wonderful to have Brother and Sister Harris with us. And we're honored they're here tonight. If uh, the keyboard is ready, if Sister Harris wants to play or you want to play and sing, that's totally up to you. But God bless you. We're honored you're here. Come. In Jesus' name. Let's put our hands together and give it to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. Thank you so much for allowing us to be with you tonight. And uh, I don't think I did any of these festivities or these thank yous last night or, or Tuesday night. Uh, but it's it's necessary. We need to give honor to whom honor is due. And uh, we appreciate our bishop, amen, Brother Schoonover, for allowing us to come. It was it's a delight to finally get to meet him. I've saw him many years, uh, for many years uh, from afar, and probably shook his hand. Maybe I don't know, but we've had I've had a great time being with him and his wife, and also uh, the elder from uh, Tuesday night. I'm from Union Gap, and also here tonight. Amen. I uh, so thankful to be with all of them, and it's so good to be with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Fix the scene. Amen. Well, I'm originally from the South. So the Lord impresses you with what you know. You know, He anoints what you've studied and what you know. So all I know is Southern songs. And they're all old. But you know what? If you're new to church, you won't even know that. Like overseas, I sing them. 
Did you get that video today? Oh, okay. That's not, we saw it at the conference, but same thing. Uh, unless you want the one from India. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're just having that conversation. Y'all don't mind. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go. Maybe it's right. We'll see. Can't be wrong. You're done. Raise it up for me. Well, I was a loser without direction. And I drifted so aimlessly on the backside of a place called nowhere, forgotten by humanity. They spoke about potential. They did not refer to me, cause everyone could clearly see what I was and always be. But he saw not what I was. He chance on me and he took a chance on you and aren't you glad oh and all he had to hope for was just a possibility oh but still he saw not what I knew was but he saw what we
Glory. So when I started my ministry, I started in the prison, not as an inmate, but it wasn't because I didn't deserve to be there. It was just that I didn't get called. Oh, I got called. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the story out now. I did get called, but it wasn't enough to get sent to prison. I did get 25 years probation for my crimes, but kept my nose clean. So I started preaching to inmates in the Arkansas Department of Correction Cummins Unit with 1,850 men, maximum security unit, where death row was at in the state of Arkansas. So one time, and, and I began to preach out and travel and evangelize, but one weekend I was in, my pastor, and right now I plead the blood of Jesus over our time together. And I dispatch, I pray that God would loose angels, that's the angels that are needed for what is fixing to happen in this service, remainder of it. And I take authority over every spirit, whether it be human or demonic, and I speak it in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. 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 I realize we have children here tonight. I don't mean to frighten anybody with with the direction I'm going to start out with. I have no idea where I'm going to wind up. But that's okay. It'll all be good. It's a a good feeling, but it's also we like to be in control. My pastor told me, he said, I got a call. He said, I want you to go to such and such house. And he said, a backslider has called me, and they've got into the occult. Of some sort, he said. And I, I, I would like for you to go and see what you feel about it and see can you help these people. So after the prison service, I got in my car, me and another gentleman, we went to this certain residence, this big house. <clears throat> it was Saturday at 2 o'clock. I walked into a dark house. There were skulls and all the paraphernalia of drug use and skulls and candles and incense, all this stuff. It was like <clears throat> nothing like I'd ever seen before. <clears throat> and this old woman led me into the living room, and then she just kind of vanished away. And uh, I said, uh, there's other people in this house. Go get everybody out of the bed, out of their beds, the rooms. So uh, there was one couple sitting in a recliner. Uh, they were laid, a, a, a boy and girl, they were 
kind of <clears throat> making out, and there was one guy sitting on the couch. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> and when everybody came out of the bedrooms, there was 28 young people. No one was over the age of 18. Three UPC kids were there that I taught in Sunday school, of which we had no idea that they weren't the ones that called. It was another person. And they all came in there, and they sat in this big, huge living room. And the little lady who led me to where they was at, like I said, she vanished. She was out of there. She was in a helpless situation. Some of those kids were probably her grandkids, and she was. And so this is really my first encounter with anything like this. I hate to tell you that it wasn't my last, and not of my doings. <coughs> Excuse me. This is tough. And so, this man sitting on the couch, this young boy, he started to speak up with a guttural voice. He was totally possessed by demons. And he says, and I'm not going to do his voice. But he said, I'm the leader, and I am Zurok, or whatever, from First Church of Satan, and I have came here from Los Angeles, and I am controlling this section of this city. Of the, 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 my spirit is, is a controlling spirit in this area. And I'm like, oh, the other guy, his knees started knocking, and I held mine tight. Hey, I'm human. Is anything wrong? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm some, somebody, you know. I got 28 of these folks, and it's, you know, it's just me and him and, of course, the Lord. <clears throat> and we sure did need him right then. <clears throat> and uh, I said, well, I'm Brother Mark Harris, and I'm a one God apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believer, and I've been liberated. <laughs> By the power of Jesus' name. And he went, hmm. And I said, I command, now again, I had never, I said, I command you to keep your mouth shut. You have no authority to open it until I tell you to open it in Jesus' name. And I started telling those kids about the love of God and And what they were getting involved in. And it was not too late for any of them. There was, like I said, three young people that I taught in Sunday school class. And I was, at one time, their youth pastor. You see, people think that playing with Ouija boards, and I know that's an old deal, but it's still out there. Rebellion, which is the sin of witchcraft. That it's just, uh, it's just a game and silliness listening to the type of music that's played to our teenagers today. And even to some of us older people. 
There's a sublimal message behind many things. Amen. And the war that uh, you seem you're in uh, spiritual wise, and it seems like that you continually lose, except when you come to church. And when you walk in here, it seems like that all the things kind of fade away. But yet, when you leave, <clears throat> seems like you go through the same battle over and over and over. It's the very same nature of the, it's the spirit, the same thing. I know nobody's going to say amen. You're like, I know he ain't talking about me. Maybe not. I preached one time in Kansas to a whole church full of people on something I had no idea. And it didn't seem like it fit anybody. But at the end of the service, two guys that had been laying over by the air conditioner unit outside that had been listening to my preaching stepped in and come to the altar and received the Holy Ghost and they baptized them in Jesus' name in Salina, Kansas. Amen? Amen. Not everything. Some things are right now. Some things are spoken or things that you're going to deal with. But I'm right on target. Maybe not for everybody. <clears throat> so I'm just starting out telling you this story. I began to tell them what the enemy wanted to do to them. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's not playing. It's like I said before, it seems like a game. It seems like fun. That's the way the enemy wants to, it to appear to you. The Bible says that he can transform himself into an angel of light. You can't be right and be in rebellion. Amen? And God wants to use all of us mighty mightily, and even greater than mightier, if you please, than what we have ever been used before. We are living in the times where whatever is out there is coming in here or wherever we have to have church at next. Amen? Wherever that's at. We have to be equipped to be able to handle our family members that come to us. When the river starts to flow of revival. You have to have, the Bible says, be ready always to give an answer to every, to, of the hope that lies within you. you got to give it to every man. And you just can't tell everybody, at first, obey Acts 2.38. Some people need deliverance. Some people need help. They're in bondage. The God of this world have blinded their eyes that they can't see the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if they see, he's lost. At least the initial battle. Amen. I know prayer unlocks, unlocks uh, takes the blinders off, but also the gifts of the Spirit operating in you. Amen.
ministry. <clears throat> you speaking to that. Not calling the elder. Now you need to call him. Don't get me wrong. But there's not be time to, he might not be able to be with you every, and, 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 and I'm not always thankful for that, and you really are too. He's not going to be able to be with you 24-7. I know you want him to just camp out. You love him so much. But, but I'm telling you, it just wouldn't work out. Uh, anybody want that to happen? Be ready for you? Nobody raise your hand, but don't worry. Oh, oh y'all want to move in with him. Okay, that's it. That wouldn't be too bad. They're little kids. That's right. You can feed them all soundly and put them to bed. Yeah, sure. And so I said, uh, I said to this uh, uh, Bozo, whatever his stupid name was, I can't remember. And I just call him whatever. Every time I call him a different name. Because I like to call the devil a lot of names. He don't mind. He's a dumb devil. The Bible calls him that. He was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. The Bible even says that, so, so just a dumb devil. I know the proper context of the Scripture, if you don't mind me mm, a little bit. But he was kind of dumb. He hadn't learned yet. And so I said to that guy, <laughs> warlock, that's what he was. And I said, no, that's really what he was. He was a warlock. And I said to him, I said, uh, open up your mouth and tell us what Satan wants to do to, all, to, to, to what, he, what his plan is. And what he wants to do to these kids. And he opened up his mouth. He said, I, now we'll use that. He said, I want to kill them and take them to hell with me. He don't want to suffer by himself. Amen. He can't, he can't, uh, he can't uh, penetrate uh, uh, and affect the God in you, but he can affect you and your God. Amen. And so, then I told him, shut up. Anyway, I watched, and he did. I was kind of surprised. I kind of liked it. I tried it a whole lot since then. And it still works. Amen? Oh, if we could ever realize the authority, and, and, and I'm not fully realized it yet. I don't know if any of us have. We could only fully realize the, the authority that God has placed in his name and in the Holy Ghost and in his blood. And when you speak his name, now I know that when we speak authority, we got to do it like authority. In the name of, but you know what? That's not giving the authority, that's not giving the name more authority. That makes you feel like you're more authoritative. Can't get in here. I'm going to beat you with an inch of your life. They move. But you know, it's not, it's not our authority. It's the authority of the name, amen, of the word and of the power of God that lives within you. So if you want to yell, that just makes you feel good. But that don't scare the devil. What scares him is when you say the name. When you say the blood, praise the Lord. So there were two of them or three of them that I took to the, back to the church. And uh, they went through deliverance. They were, uh, two of them were backsliders. And uh, then the others came along that weekend while I preached in my home church. And uh, they all, you know, had long coats. And, you know, they, they, uh, 
uh, all fell on the floor and paid, played possum, you know, and uh, <clears throat> they most of them really didn't want deliverance, but we did salvage two of them out of 28, and I was sad to say that, but I'm thankful for the two because it wasn't God's fault and it wasn't my fault. They just chose to stay in the lifestyle that they were in. Brandon later went to Bible college, and he was one of them that I taught. And, uh, but the occult and the things of witchcraft are very uh, subtle, and they are alive and well in our world today. Amen? But I'm glad that we have a greater one. Amen? Hallelujah. And we have a greater one, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of the living God. Amen? And if you're a part of the church, and you have sold out completely, and you are living in a state of forgiveness, amen, because you need to forgive, uh, ask God to forgive you daily. I do. I don't know. Uh, 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 and, and if you have... Uh, progressing in your uh, in the uh, in in forgiving others, moving forward in the healing process, Amen. And even those many of those that have held uh, uh, umbrage against God, offense against God, that they're in the process of working through all of these things. I believe it's a process, Amen. Hallelujah. And you hold on to the process. But understand that, uh, uh, that the enemy is very quick uh, and very quickly uh, uh, can cause a relapse according to which stage that you're in in your healing process. Amen? And we really have to stay close to God. We all we need to stay close to God always. But when we're first through this process of healing, I mean, everything is touchy. Everything moves me. Everything affects me. And, uh, and then as we're growing, amen, that's what it is, maybe the word, uh, we, uh, things don't affect the wound like it did. That makes sense. If it don't, go figure it out. Amen. 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 So, uh, as I sat up here, uh, stood up here today, I got lost coming here. I put in the wrong church, so uh, I went to the other, almost to the other church, and that was my fault. He gave me the right address. And my wife said, I think it's in Selah, and we're not going to Selah. We're going to, yes, that's right. That's where we're going. We're going to Union Gap, and it said closed. And uh, I have a habit of doing this, but uh, sometimes, not, no, not sometimes, all things work together for the good. But when I finally got here and I walked into a beautiful prayer meeting and uh, I had to park out there in the street. <laughs> Thank you for leaving me that spot open. <laughs> I didn't say nothing about it. I'm just joking. I don't deserve anything better. Uh, you know, than you. Um, but um, I felt in this building, I asked the pastor where we was at, not because I didn't know, uh, uh, I, I, I meant like uh, spiritually in, in, you know, uh, where did he feel, but 
He said, well, you're in Selah. Thank you. I love you too. I, I love that word because when I got COVID in August last year and I was on my deathbed in the hospital, I had several people that told me, they said, I feel it's a Selah. It's not the period. This is a Selah for you. Even though I thought it was the end. <clears throat> but I should have listened to men of God. Uh, my uh, trustees and those I have uh, that speak into my life, uh, two of them told me it is a Selah. And so I'll never forget that. I've read about it all through the Bible and uh, not really understand, but now I really have an understanding. Amen. But as I came in here, uh, I really felt that in some of y'all's lives, and there's some darkness. Amen. There's some dark areas in your life. I said uh, Tuesday night, I believe, but the Bible tells us to don't give place to the devil. And when we give place to the enemy, sometimes when we give place, we're not aware that we're, we have given him place. It could be events that have happened to us that are beyond our control. Amen. But yet, that doesn't stop the enemy from taking advantage of every open door that we have. Amen? I'm talking about our soulless nature. I'm talking about our mind, will, and emotions. I'm not talking about uh, your spirit man. I believe many of you have the Holy Ghost. You're doing the best that you can. I want you to know that I love you, and you're my brother and my sister, and I'm so happy to be with you. Amen? So that part, uh, and we always need more in there. Amen? We need more of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, I, I, uh, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say, uh, somebody said, well, speak in tongues more, you'll get more of the Holy Ghost. I, I'd have a problem with that, uh, uh, but that's what we think. You know, if they speak in tongues more, you get more of the Holy Ghost. That's not what I'm implying. We can always get closer to him in that regard. But if you have the Holy Ghost, he's there. Amen. But things that many of you that have happened, uh, uh, things that have happened to you in your past, amen, you're uh, uh, in some part of the journey, and as I said, in recovery, uh, but I feel that some of you have not began yet, amen. Uh, you're new, maybe you don't have an understanding of it, and that's okay. Uh, uh, but, but yet again, the enemy is, uh, is, he doesn't care whether you have an understanding or not. And I'm not sitting here tonight to spend uh, three-hour classes with you uh, because it would, it would uh, take some time. But I just want to uh, 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 help you in the process. Amen. Uh, first, of, of, of uh, knowing that whatever dark areas that are in your life from your past, if you are still, uh, if you are still as I said already, if you are still uh, being... Uh, falling into the same sin over and over that you can't seem to conquer, this is what I'm talking about. There could be a reason. Amen. Uh, the enemy doesn't have the right to come through closed doors. It's impossible. But there's doors that many times have been opened. Amen. And I prayed for this man in my office, 
and uh, he was a, a great member of our church. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you two stories. And uh, he came in, and uh, he said, I, I don't know why, but I can't move forward in God. I still have the same besetting sin. It's, uh, I've closed the door, I think. Uh, I've dealt with generational curses. And if you don't understand all about that, that's okay. You'll get to that when God gets ready for you to. Uh, and uh, I've uh, heard your teaching, and I've, I've done all the steps, and, uh, but there's some, there seems to be something there. And I said, why do you still hate God? Or why do you still have a problem with God? And he said, I don't have a problem with God. Uh, I said, yes. I said, you're, you're anger. You're very angry. And this is the thing that you continually fall into, and anger and contention, strife, debate, and, uh, and you always have to have war in your family, and you're the instigator of it. I said, you're not mad at your, you're not mad at, at any human being, but you are mad at God. And he says, I've done dealt with that. And I said, I will tell you, uh, you, you come here and you're going to be honest with me. And whatever we say, uh, I will never tell your name uh, in any place that I go to, in any dealings with anybody. Uh, and, and I'm being honest with you. And uh, so I'm asking you to be honest with me. I said, when you were 12 years old, your mother died. And I said, God saw you go on the hill. And for weeks you sat on a hill under a tree and you hated God. And you spoke how much you hated God and because he took your family member. And I said, it's been 45 years, sir. How long will you hate God? He said to me, I can't hate God. He said, I just strongly dislike him in some areas. And I said, well, he said, but I don't, I don't even know if that's possible. I said, I'm married. You are too. How many times, you, how many times do you go during, during uh, uh, periods of time and be mad at your wife or she's mad at you? Do you live together? If you're a married couple, do you still stay, sleep in the same bed? Yeah. But you got problems and you're working through them. And maybe you even might have a, you know, sometimes you say, you know, I love my husband, I love my wife, but I don't like her or him all the time. And I'm just saying, and sometimes we, I don't like their ways. I don't like that, you know, they leave their dirty <clears throat> clothes in the floor. Parts of them that I don't want to touch. Come on, somebody. That's what I really want to say. And really, I'm not saying what crossed through my mind. I'll spare you the details. But I think you get the big. Amen. Don't you just love God? Isn't he so good? And man, I love every one of you. I don't know if I'll get to shake all your hands or not. But you at least ought to try to shake my hand. Because, you, you know, I might get a blessing when I shake your hand. You just don't know. So he had to repent. And when I was talking to him, that anger started rising up. He was getting mad at me, talking about his anger toward God. And all I said, I just let him sit there, and his face started getting red. And I said, go ahead. Here it comes. And 
Another lady came in. She told me, she wrote books about me. She put me in her book. I don't know if that's good or bad. She wrote three books on her abuse by her dad and the story of her life. She wrote three books. She used me as uh, some other name, like maybe like I, maybe not like I gave that guy over there a while ago, but, you know, something side brother or pastor Harris because I wanted to, you know, and she gave them to her family and she, everybody from the church that I pastored. Is this on live stream? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Facebook live stream? Everybody can see it or just the church people? Everybody can see it? Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, it was the people were not possessed by demons in their spirit. Did I make that remark? Did I make that clear? Amen. Whew. Well, maybe I won't tell the second story then. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But understand this, that God can work best in the dark. Amen? If things are not... As they should be. And we're all in the process of moving closer to God. Nobody can say I have arrived. Nobody can say, you know, I've got angel wings and I'm flying around and i got a halo on my head. Amen. None of that. But, you know, in Genesis 1, we know in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth, this is the NIV, was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Amen. Man, can you believe that? That's so awesome. Hallelujah. We have emptiness, and we have darkness, and we have the Spirit of God that was there in the middle, in the midst of all of that. Praise the Lord. But God was there to speak some things. To judge, he was not there to condemn, he was there uh, not there to put down, uh, to zap you with lightning from heaven. He could have did all of those things, but the Bible says when he had all of these things set in motion, uh, Amen. That God spoke the word and He said, "Let there be light." And tonight, I hear the voice of God saying to us that whatever area of darkness that we have in our soul or in the city, Amen. The prince and the power of the air, Amen. In all five of these areas, Amen. And I speak that in the name of Jesus, Amen. That God is setting us up for something great, Amen. You can't see light very well until the darkness moves in. Hallelujah. I'm talking about that darkness. Praise the Lord. And darkness doesn't extinguish the light, but the light extinguishes the darkness. So come on, darkness. If you have it there, don't despair. Don't throw in the towel and say, I'm hopeless. Keep on keeping on. Amen. Because we are you, you are being set up. Amen. For the world to better see the light. Hallelujah. That's what God is doing in our world. He's doing it in our nation. And he's doing it in the apostolic circle. Amen. Circles. If you don't mind me saying. God is setting you up. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. 
Because he can do a work instantaneous. A quick work. And that battle that you're fighting through to get where you need to be, where you want to be, where your heart's desire is, where when you were praying and when I was singing that old southern gospel song and you were enduring it, God was moving upon some of you because you have a desire to be loosed, amen, and move to a higher place. The whole reason for the light is to expose us to the darkness, amen, not the other way around, amen, to go out and be what God wants us to be, to loose us in apostolic power and authority, not just in the church, but on the outside for the world to see. Amen. When in reality, right now, many of us, some of us, a few of us, should be getting less and less. We're conforming to the darkness because we're getting used to the dark. And we don't reach anyone because we don't feel worthy to do it. We can't witness to nobody. We can't let God use us. And so for many years or many months, you sat on a pew waiting for God to make you perfect. Because that's the darkness that the enemy has spoken to you. I want to tell you, you can't wear your hair short or long enough to be perfect. You can't wear or unwear any type of clothes and be perfect. That doesn't make you perfect. When you're good, God's good. And when you're bad, God's still good. Amen. God is good all the time. And all the time. But we allow the darkness to gauge us on what we're doing and what we're not doing. Our whole day, our whole week is a whole roller coaster of emotions. Amen. Amen. If anybody's like this all week, I, you, you, you just type it in right now that you're one of those. <clears throat> and you may have weeks like that. But if you have a couple weeks like that, you're going to have a month of... You're going to try four-wheel drive and two-wheel drive and everything and, and lock the color. You're going to lock the hubs in and you're going to do everything. And the mountain and the ditches and the mud puddles are still going to be hard to get through. Amen? And you don't even know if you're going to make the hill. Nevertheless, next week. So goes life. Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. That's what Job said. And it hasn't changed. (laughs) 
You see, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And those who live in, dark, in the dark land, the light will shine on them. That's a prophecy that Isaiah gave concerning Christ. But it's also the prophecy of Christ in us. Amen. However dark the darkness is, or may seem, light will always prevail. Because darkness is merely the absence of light. Amen. Isaiah 61 and 1 says, Arise, for thy light has come. And tonight, somebody's light has come. Amen? John 1 and 5, the light shines in, and the darkness has not overcame it. In the NIV. The, the, the king, the... The original or the King James Version says the darkness cannot comprehend it. But in modern Arkansas talk, no, it's NIV really. The light shines in and the darkness has not overcome it. Have hope. The reason that I believe the Lord wanted me to tell that story in the very beginning was that's the extreme of the darkness. But even then, God still brought light. And I pray that none of you go there. Amen. But wherever you go, from this point forward in your life, with whatever comes your way and whatever comes upon humanity, know that there's not enough darkness that can keep the light of the gospel out. Amen. Hallelujah. Not a law. Amen. Hallelujah. Not an executive order. Amen. Hallelujah. Not a president. Not a Supreme Court. Amen. I want you to know, amen, that God's light is shining. And it's going to shine in the midst of it all because the light is his church. Amen. And we are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. We will not, we will not shriek from our duties. We will not turn and follow the darkness. We will not let the darkness conform us to what it is. But we will allow the light to conform the darkness to who we are and he is. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Realize you're not here by chance. You are in the perfect will of God. It is born and ordained from the very beginning, from the time you were conceived in your mother's womb. You became a living soul. Amen. Because God breathed into you the breath of life. I don't care what they say. That's the darkness talking. Be careful. You don't believe the darkness over the light. Be careful what you listen to and what you watch and that you believe what Dr. Death and all the darkness people are telling you. 
and you neglect to search the scriptures for in them they think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of me. Amen. What are you testifying about? Testifying about, I know. Sorry. That's right. I'll move on quickly. I testify when I fill up with gas in California. $90 in a 21-gallon tank. You know what I testified? I shut my car door and I said, thanks, Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I testified. I'm, I'm, I'm not being political. I hope that didn't make you mad. I didn't say nothing about one party or another. I just thanked the man. Now, you could be wrong because you know what? When Trump was president, I got stock in the gas companies. And it wasn't doing nothing because the price of gas, see, I'm, I'm fixed to, see, whichever way you want to go with this, I'm fixed to win. <laughs> I got thousands of dollars in the stock. I did. I put it away. And my wife looked the other day and she said, wow, thanks, Joe Biden. <laughs> now, you can't get mad about that. Our stocks went through the roof. So however you want to take that, you just do whatever you want to with it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You thought I was caught in the trap, didn't you? Someone like, yeah, I know. No, you don't know nothing. Amen. But whichever side that I'm with and whatever way that I'm in it, amen, it don't matter when it comes to the light. I'm still not going to be conformed to the darkness, amen, of either party, of whoever, whatever, whenever, the agenda of the Antichrist in the world, amen, whatever. And I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be uh, uh, affected, uh, amen, to go the way of the darkness that God's dealing with within me, if he's dealing with that. See, I got out of that. Didn't say. Might be somebody out there by the air conditioners. You got air conditioning units out there? Good. See, they may be laying up against a tree. You never know. Wow, ain't God so good? This is just who I am right now. This is just feeling really comfortable. <clears throat> Praise God. The darkness will not totally overcome you if you stay in the light. Amen? If we walk in the light, hmm, as he is in the light. And have fellowship one with another. I'm fixed to get in trouble. The Bible says, that the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all unrighteousness. I will tell you that I didn't do too good in English. But I know one thing, that cleanseth is perpetual cleansing. Amen. I have. I will tell you, I will be honest, because maybe I'm preaching to me tonight. I'm talking to me, and if the Lord is, and I, he does. Thank you, Jesus. That tells me there's hope for me. 
That tells me that, that in my darkness, or in my troubles, in my trials, in my valleys, in my shortcomings, in my failures, I have hope. He's not cast me away. He's not cast me aside. He still calls me son. I still call him father. Wow, what a message about that. And if a son, then an heir. An heir. Amen. That means a whole lot more. So there is benefits to walking in the light. Amen. Hello. God is already here. Can't you feel his presence? He's already here. All you have to do is open up your heart for he is already here. I'll sing it again. God is, listen to the word of the Lord, already here. Can't you feel his presence? He's already here. All you have to do is open up your heart. Not, not your blood pumping vessel. The seed of your emotion, your heart. Open up your heart. Open up your emotions and say, God, some of you still got God. You still shut him out. You still shut him out. It's your choice to allow the darkness to remain there because the light has come. The light has come. All you have to do is open up your heart for he is already here. Darkness, the blood of Jesus is against you. The word of God and the name of Jesus. And the Holy Ghost that is in you is against that. That brings darkness. Hallelujah. 
If you're here, you, if you come out of Catholicism, I want you to lift up your hand. Anybody come out of them? Oh, my. I want to pray for every one of you. <clears throat> Amen. That's okay. Sometimes I tell people, you know, if you don't want me to pray for you, just let me know if I come by and ask. It don't bother me at all. <clears throat> but I tell you, if I come to you and want to pray for you, it's very likely that God wants to bring you deliverance when I lay my hand upon your head and speak the word of faith or whatever God gives me to speak into your life. Not in the microphone. Amen? <clears throat> but that's your business. I'll sleep well tonight. Won't bother me at all. Amen? Because God won't force anybody to do anything. So I figured if he can't, then I sure can. If you want it, then you can have it. I don't have to have the Mormon Tabernacle Choir come and sing. It'd be good if they wanted to. Then we could pray them all through because I would think they were in the altar and I would just go pray for them. <clears throat> but they're not here. But you're here. And I believe that overall most of us are here to receive, but also to give. Because this is the whole idea of, and I've already said it, I know, but I might repeat it two or three more times. And I'll know exactly what I'm doing, maybe. But so you receive and then you take out and you give. That's what they did in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They went house to house, such as I have, Paul. Peter said, give I unto thee. What do I know? In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. I'm a new convert. I was a heathen. I had the devil in me. The Lord said I had a demon. I mean, he wasn't possessed. He really wasn't. He said, get thee behind me, Satan, because he was speaking what the enemy put into his mind. That don't mean you're demon possessed. But sometimes we speak what the enemy puts into our mind. If it's not from the Word of God, amen, it's not backed up by the Word of God. Many times without us even knowing it, we speak the thoughts that are in our mind. Amen. I do it anyway. If you don't, well. And I even know it. There I go, being honest. Supposed to be the, the ringmaster of this whole circus here. Here I am. I walked the tightrope already. Amen. And I hadn't fallen yet, but I've still got some more time up here. Amen. But still God loves. And I'm walking in the light. Get up. And so, I won't force anybody to pray. If you want to keep your darkness, you keep it. I'm going to leave tomorrow and I'll be in, where am I going tomorrow? That's right, I'm going to Montana. 
and I'll be there for a week, and then I won't worry about them, and I'll head to St. Louis, and I got a place to go for a couple years anyway. I hope I'm not in America in a couple years. You say, where are you going? Like the Lord. Where were you? No. <laughs> follow me as I follow Christ. That's what I tell you. <clears throat> now, if you don't like me after all this, well, amen. But God is moving in all of this. Because he's as gentle, he's a shepherd, and we are a sheep. And so somehow or another, I got to pray for all you former Catholics and then pray for other people. And you're all good folks because you make good, you make the best Pentecostals out of, one of the best Pentecostals out of any Pentecostal. Amen? And you don't have to be Pentecostal, just be Christ-like. Let me rephrase that. I'm, I'm sorry, I get mixed up. I forgot where I was at. I can't help it, you know. But I corrected myself. I turned around, put on the brakes, and put it in reverse, and turned around. Because <clears throat> that's really who we need to become like. We don't need to love the name of our church more than we love God or love our elder and his lovely wife more than we love the church and we love God. Amen. Because he is the head of the church. He gave himself for us. Amen. Amen. So the light has come tonight. Many of you thought like I did that you was a loser. But you're never a loser with God. I don't care how many times you lose in natural, in the physical. You're not a loser. Because what's important to God is not what happens down here so much to you in the physical is what he's doing inside of you, what you're allowing him to do inside of you. You're a winner. But you don't know it yet. And that takes some time to really fully comprehend it all. But oh, the depth, oh, the height of the love of God. Amen. So marvelous. Amen and true. And so what I want to do right now, <clears throat> or should I say what I feel the Lord wants us to do right now, I would like to pray for anybody that, that expects to receive the Holy Ghost.
I'm not going to have my wife come up and sing a beautiful melody, even though she can. I'm not even going to sing again, even though I can. I'm going to promise you, declare to you, and let you know that the greatest miracle you can get is to receive the Holy Ghost. And if you repent of your sins and you believe that God will give you the Holy Ghost, when I lay my hand upon your head, you will speak in another language that you've never heard before or been taught. That's it. That means no sobbing, no crying forever, unless you'd want to do that. Then I'll just let you and I'll go pray for somebody else. But I'm telling you that God is more than ready and able to forgive you of your sins in the heartbeat. When you repent and tell him you're sorry with your whole heart, choose to walk away with his help from the lifestyle you've been living. Make a 180 degree turn. And ask God that the only way you can live and do right is if he comes into your heart to help you that you can't do it on your own. It's that simple. <clears throat> Pastor told me in Walnut Ridge when I was there for service, he said, oh, Brother Harris, I got a little problem. Just want to make you aware. He said, We have a little girl. Her name's Mitzi. He said, She's in a wheelchair. And he said, She's a little girl, but she's 40, 42 years old. He said, Her aunt and uncle take care of her. Mom and dad disowned her. Nobody wants her. And she blurts out stuff in service. He said, she, she blurts it out really loud. He said, so when service starts, she's going to yell out loud something from the very beginning to the end. And, and I just want to make you aware that she's a dear heart. And she's got some problems. But she really does love God. And I said, okay. And he said, well, you won't have no problems with carrying on with the service and being yelled at. And, and I said, no. I said, I'm married, and I totally understand about all that. <clears throat> so the pastor got in the church, and I saw her sitting out there on the end of the pew in her wheelchair. She was about that long, little stubby fingers. They were kind of, you know, deformed and everything. She looked at me and smiled, and I smiled right at her, and I knew that I was going to like her already. And I was up there on the platform, and I said, hi. And she goes, she got embarrassed. But God's setting things up without me even knowing it. And so the pastor said, let's all stand and go before the Lord in prayer. They sang a song, and they opened up the prayer, a service with prayer. And he started praying, and when he got done with his praying, Misty said out real loud, Shut up! That's what she did. I want to go home. She said, I'm tired. Shut up. Let me go home. Please, I'm tired. And her, her aunt was next on them, and she put her hand over her mouth and said, Shh, be quiet. She goes, but I will give it. And then she was quiet for a minute, and she did that all during service. And her main words were, Shut up. I want to go home. I'm tired. Leave me alone. Shut up. And she just, that was her favorite words. And when I got up to preach, she told me to shut up. And again, I'm not saying that you understand if you're married. If you're not, and you are, and you will be one day, 
Guess what? That's what will happen somewhere down the road after your honeymoon is over, after two days of marriage maybe. Don't take long. <clears throat> Isn't God good? Let's clap our hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. And so at the end of the preaching, I walked down there and I was ministering to people. I mean, a lady that, that had a severe case of Alzheimer's. She used to play the keyboard. She wasn't even able to remember to play. And she would come to get healed. God gave her a touch. She sat down that weekend on the piano and started playing again. God was moving and people was being touched. And, and, uh, and, and Missy just sat there in that chair. Nobody thought about Missy. And so I got... I felt the Lord was done. I walked right by Mitzi, and I started coming up, and I started giving the mic to the pastor. And, you know, he was going to do the dismissal. But when I walked by Mitzi, coming to the front, Mitzi said, Brother Harris, and I kept walking. I mean, she just told me, shut up 20 times. I want to go home. <laughs> you think, and I'm going to, yes, amen. And I kept walking, and she said, Brother Harris, she said, oh, she said, Mitzi wants Holy Ghost. She said, can Mitzi have Holy Ghost? Mitzi really wants Holy Ghost, Brother Harris. Give Mitzi the Holy Ghost. I knew what she meant. I can't give the Holy Ghost. I don't need to explain that to you. I wish I could. But can't. And, and I put my foot on the step, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me, and I turned around, and I said, Church, can Mitzi get Holy Ghost? That's exactly where I put it. And everybody rallied again. It was late on a Wednesday night. They started saying, yes, amen. They started worshiping. I just went back and I talked to Mitzi. And I said, Mitzi, God's going to give, I said, God's going to give Mitzi Holy Ghost. She said, Mitzi wants Holy Ghost so bad. And I said, Mitzi, we're going to repent. And then I'm going to tell you what to do. I said, repeat after me. And I told her very simple terms like I did you. And she repeated after me, and then I stopped and let go of her hand, fixed to lead her to the next point. And she carried on a little bit, and she sobbed, and she went a little further. She said, oh, God, <laughs> Missy's so sorry. That was enough. That was her. That wasn't me leading her. And she started crying. And I said, Missy, I said, Brother Harris is going to lay his hand on your head. And when he does, he will say, Missy, Receive Holy Ghost. And immediately, you will begin to speak in tongues. You'll speak words that you've never heard before or been taught. And I said, is Mitzi ready? She said, Mitzi ready? Please give Mitzi Holy Ghost, Brother Harris. Mitzi wants the Holy Ghost. And the church, everyone, the dry on the place, they loved her. And I just reached over there. I laid my hand on her head, and I said, Jesus, give Mitzi Holy Ghost. That's all it took. She might still come to church and tell the preacher to shut up. I don't know. I didn't go back. <laughs> I ain't never been told to shut up so much in one day in my life. It's only two-hour period. And I got said a lot of times, and let me go home and shut up and leave me alone and all that. But you know what? I, I don't know what happened to her in that regard. I pray she's still in church. She's come back in her family. But, you know, <clears throat> I do know that she immediately, something began to take control of her because God saw the hunger of a little girl, a 42-year-old. I've told this story many times. 
just to let people know that God gives Mitzi's the Holy Ghost. Everyone that can repent, no matter how many times, whatever you've done. Not if you told the preacher to shut up. I mean, serious. Not if you got mad at him because the way he preached and you didn't like the way that he dealt with your situation in counseling. And if that ain't happened yet, that might happen. And if it does, you all rejoice that some elder is willing to look you in the face, um, <clears throat> to look at you in the face with eye contact, six feet distance. And be able to tell you the word of the Lord of what you need to do, even when you don't like it. If you liked what you wanted, if you wanted to, if you, he told you what you wanted to hear, you don't need to go in there. And you went in there because you won't know what to do. Now he told you. Well, we we'll right there. Well, keep on coming. See, women that have been, and men, but women more so that's been hurt by authority figures, some type of abuse, they have a hard time being corrected by a man. Amen? And you may think that that's over with. As that lady came into my office that wrote the book that wasn't possessed of demons. And she came in there, and she said, I want prayer. So we fasted three days. She came to the office, and she said, I don't think I have any problem. But I just uh, uh, believe what you've been preaching. And uh, I had, you know, my past. I've told you to you. And she'd been in church like about 12, 15 years. She wasn't a new person. And sit across from me, and I looked at her, and I began to speak some things to her. And some things started happening. And I won't go into detail, but read her book, and I'll send you her address, and you can get it. But if there's any shred of darkness that's left in you, you see, the enemy is like a killer in hiding. And he will wait till you're weak, and you're not praying like you ought to. And he will wait... And this is the works of the flesh, and he will use the works of the flesh, however you want to say it. He can use things from your generational line, whatever, amen. But it's darkness, amen. And it wants to be inclusive and take back what it had to whatever degree it had it. Amen. So if you're here and you want the Holy Ghost, I want you to raise your hand. Now, this is the greatest miracle you can receive. And there's these elders that are here and the bishop. Well, go ahead. Y'all all stand, okay? Because I'm not going to talk no more. If you sit down, I'll talk some more. And it's time right now. I, I've got to obey the Lord. and You know, <clears throat> you need the Holy Ghost. And I want you to come up here and stand facing me. I want our bishop and elders to come up here. Because I'm going to be gone tomorrow. And, and this is not about me. Amen. I, I want you to, uh, sister, I don't mean to be rude. 
Amen. Amen. Now, if you haven't repented this service, I want to give you some opportunity to repent. All right? So let's everybody pray. We're not just going to ask six people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven to repent. Eight. And if there's ask God to examine your life. Would you do that? Do you ask God to search yourself? Anybody else want to join us? Bring your friend with you. If you brought a friend that don't have the Holy Ghost, bring them with you. Invite them to come. Come on, be bold. Don't be full with shame. Don't think that they don't want to come. Invite them to come. Come on, children. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're welcome. Come on, children. Come on, boys and girls, young people. It's okay. You don't have anything to be afraid of. I love kids. Repent of your sins. us to stop right now. It's not didn't stop the flow of the spirit. We're moving right now. Amen. Already. Amen. He's going to pray some more. Already this man right here has already started speaking in tongues. Amen. So just wait. So we're going to come by. You don't have to wait till we lay our hand upon you. You can receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. At any time. We're all going to worship like we did. And when you feel the elder or bishop's hand upon you. Amen. And, and don't worry about whose it is because it don't have anything to do with our hand, but it has to do with us agreeing with you. They're going to lay their hand up on their head and they're going to say, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And the Lord's going to give you words to speak in another language that you've never heard before or been taught. Amen. The words are going to come, out, amen, from like a, a rushing mighty wind. It's going to come, amen, through this presence and it's going to hear, but it'll bypass your mind. Amen. And out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Speak the words that God gives you. Do not be afraid to speak. You will not speak the words that we speak when we pray over you. Right now. Right now, speak. In tongues. Don't speak in English. Come on. Do it. There you go. Don't worry about this. Not in English, not in Spanish. Not in English, but in tongues. One more just received the Holy Ghost. 
This brother speaking in tongues. I command that darkness to go, all of it, every bit, every residue. I command you to go by the power and authority of the name of Jesus right now. Right now, come on. Let it go. Come on, let it go. Come on, let it go. I command that darkness to go. I command that darkness to go out of you. Out of you. Come on, out of you. Cough it out. Cough it out. 